With Hashem's assistance, we are learning Gittin, Dafyut Test, page 19. We begin on the Mishnah. You can write with anything, with ink, with yellow ink, with red ink, with ink that's made out of a sap of a tree, with this very strong black ink, anything that's permanent. You can't use any kind of liquids for writing the divorce document, and not any kind of uh, fruit juice. And now with anything that doesn't last. You can write on anything, even on an olive leaf, and even on the horn of a cow, and you can give her the cow. You can write it upon the hand of a slave, and give her the slave. He says you cannot write on anything that has the spirit of life in it, being an animal or person, and you can't write on anything that's food. Gemara, we begin the Gemara. Di, what's di? Diusa, it's ink. Sam sama, that's yellow ink. Sikra, marabarachana sakratashma. What is what is sikra? Sarabarachana says it's this red ink. Kumos kuma, kumos is kuma. Kankantum, amarabarachana, amashmuel, charted ushrefi. What's kankantum? It's this black ink. Anything that lasts, etc. Why does it have to say this extra? What's it coming to include? It's coming to include that which should be Hanina had in his brisa. If you wrote it in, in uh, rainwater, which has been processed with gall nuts, that's kosher. We learned in the Brisa, if you wrote it with lead, it's some kind of water that you blackened with lead, or you wrote it with shachor, Rashi says it is charcoal, and shichur, Rashi says, is the black hint that, that we mentioned in the Mishnah Kankantum. So all these kosher, they're kosher. Itmar, we learned in the memory, if let's say you put black ink, black ink on top of red ink, b'shabbos, on Shabbos. Both Rabbi Yechon and Rish Lakish say, chayiv shtayim, so you are, you have transgressed two transgressions. Achas mishum koisiv, one of them is the transgression of writing. Ve'achas mishum moichik, and one of them is the transgression of erasing, because you erase the bottom one and you wrote on top of it with the black one. Diyay agabi diyay, if let's say you wrote black ink on top of black ink, sikra agabi sikra, or red on top of red, potter, so you haven't done anything wrong, you haven't, you have, you're not, of course, you're not supposed to do it, but you don't have to bring a korban. Let's say red ink on top of black ink. Amri lachayv, amri lapatuta. Those who say that you're, you have transgressed, and those who say no, you have not transgressed. Amri lachayv, the ones who say that you have transgressed, meichiku, because according to them, you've erased the, the color underneath. True, you have weakened, you've actually made it worse, because when you have black, and you write red on top of it, it kind of weakens the, the color, it weakens the look of it. Nevertheless, you've erased, you've, you've weakened it, you have erased, and you do plan cystosis to write on it later. Amri la potter, those who say that you're you're potter, you haven't transgressed, makakalhu, because you've destroyed, and it would seem according to them that you don't plan to write on it later. Rishlakush asked the following question from Rabbi Yechanan. If let's say the, the witnesses do not know how to sign, so what about what if they want to sign by doing this? We're going to write for them in red, and they're going to sign on top of it with, with black. Ksav el ksav ksav. Is the upper the, the upper writing considered writing or not? So he responded and said it's not considered writing. 
Behold, what do you mean? You told us, you taught us, in regards to Shabbos, so it's, it is considered that you wrote. So he responded and said, listen, just because we think that that's the understanding, we're going to actually go and make you, if the Beis HaMikdash will be around, would I make you bring a korban, some kind of sacrifice? No way, I wouldn't make you do that, because I may or not be correct, may or may not be correct. So it would be the same thing over here, we're not going to allow them to write. Itmar, we learned in a memra, Edim she'en lachtoim. If let's say the witnesses do not know how to write, Rav So Rav says, what do we do? We make some kind of indentation in the piece of paper, and then we fill in the cracks. They have to fill in the cracks that we made with with ink. Shmuel Amar ba'avar. And Shmuel says, what do you do? You do it with this lead. Ba'avar Can it be that we write first with the lead and then they write over it? We said that it's a good writing, so if we are writing that, then it's not considered that they're writing. So we answer, it depends what we're talking about. If we're talking about the lead itself, so, so Rashi explains that when you use the lead and you try to write with the lead itself, it doesn't create anything major. So when you write with that and then they write upon it, so then it's considered that they wrote, the witnesses have written. However, when you, the normal way of creating some kind of ink out of the lead is you take the lead and you rub it in the water, like we mentioned earlier, and then when you go and you want to write with that, so that's considered writing. So therefore, if you write with that first, then the witnesses who don't know how to write, write on top of what you've written, so then that's not considered good. That's not considered good signatures because they haven't actually written. Gemara continues, Rabbi Avahu Omar, Rabbi Avahu gives us a different answer. What's the case? How do we write it such that the witnesses are writing over it, consider, it's considered that they've written? So we say, Bememilin. It's some kind of waters that you put in them, some kind of gall nuts, and uh, so it's not considered that you wrote. So we're going to see that's a problem. Behold, we learned that Rabbi Hanina said, We said if you have some kind of rainwater that you put into it, you processed it with gall nuts, it is kosher. It's considered that you wrote. So if we do that and then they write on top of it, it's not considered that they wrote. More answered like kosher. That's not a problem. How the office? How the like office? Depends what you're writing on. If you're writing on, normally what they would do, as we mentioned previously, in order to process the document so that you could tell if it was erased, so they would process it with these gall nuts. So if you're writing with gall nut juice, on top of gallnut processed paper, so then you're not going to see what you're writing. So therefore, that's going to be considered that's going to be considered not a problem. Meaning, if let's say it's a gallnut processed document and you're writing with it, we, the best in the court, are writing with it with this thing, this gallnut juice. So they'll be able to see it enough to be able to write over their names, which they don't know how to write. But it's not going to be enough for it to be considered that we actually wrote. But when do we say that it's kosher, that it's a good writing? It's a good writing if, you, if it hasn't been processed with gold nut juice. And therefore, when you write it, it's, it's visible. Now, we continue. Rapapa Amar, Rapapa says, Beroik, now what's the case? The case is where you actually wrote with spit. And that's what happened with Rapapa and Papa Toira'a. He did it with spit. And this is talking about in regards to a divorce document, but in regards to all other shtaris, with regards to all other documents. So make sure you get people who know how to sign their names. Because there was this person who did such an action, meaning he had some kind of story where he signed on it, people who don't know how to sign their own names, in other stars, meaning not divorce documents, and Rav Kahana said this is not a good thing to do, and he gave him lashes. We turn to Yutas and Bejshvay, 19b. Tani Kavese de Rav. We have a Brysa like Rav. Edim Shein Yedin Lachtoim. If we have some kind of witnesses that do not know how to sign their names, so we, we make some kind of indentation in smooth paper, and they fill up the, the cracks, so to speak, 
with with ink. says, talking about Only in regards to divorce documents. But with all other documents, including the freedom documents for a slave, If they know how to read and sign, then they sign. If not, they do not sign. So the Gemara says, Who is talking anything about reading? All of a sudden, Rishim Gamliel is talking about if they know how to read or not. So we say there was something missing in the Tanakhama, and this is how it should read. If they don't know how to read, so it's read before them. And they sign. If they don't know how to sign, so then we do that whole business. says, what are we talking about? That's only by divorce documents. But in regards to the documents, the free slaves, and all other documents, only if they know how to read and sign their names do they sign, but if not, they don't. So this is like Rav, we see that uh, that if they don't know how to sign, and everyone agrees when it comes to a get, a divorce document, that indeed what we do is we make these cracks, and we fill in the cracks with ink. Amr Lazar says, What's the reason why Rishim Gamliel says this halacha, he agrees, even in regards to get? Because we don't want women to be stuck to their husbands. So if we have someone who's willing to sign, even if he's not the greatest guy, he doesn't know how to sign, we'll take what we can get. We're afraid that the husband is going to run away, he's not going to give it later. We take what we can get right now. Amar Rava, halacha gives Shemigam Lil. Rava says the halacha is like Shemigam Lil. Rav Gamda, Mishmede Rava, Amar, in halacha. Rav Gamda, in the name of Rava, said the halacha is not like Shemigam Lil. Ve'ala keman, kirabanan. Is it true that the halacha would be like the rabbis? Behold, we had that case where they had a whole thing, a whole story, with other documents, and Rav Kahana gave them lashes. So how can you tell me that in other stories, but in other documents, that indeed it would be okay, like the rabbis? So we can answer, that when do we say that it's okay if they sign? It's okay if they sign, if they know how to sign, but they don't know how to read. But if they don't know how to read or sign, that's where Rav Kahana is going to give them lashes. Now, the Gemara continues. Rav Yehuda mitzta'er, kari v'chasim. Rav Yehuda, he was very old, and he was making a great effort. He had went to great pains in order to read it and to sign it. He made sure to read it. Amr le'ula, so Ula said to him, Le'tzrikas, you don't need to do that. Tahar Bilazar, Mar de'eretz Yisrael. Behold, Rabbi Lazar, who is the leader of the land of Israel, karu kameh v'chasim. Behold, what did he do? He read, they read it in front of him, and he signed on it. So you don't have to be worried about that. Now we have another thing. Rav Nachman Karukame Sifri Daini Vichasim. And Rav Nachman, so they would read in front of him the uh, the scribes and he would sign it. Vidafka Rav Nachman Visafri Daini. And it's specifically Rav Nachman and the special scribes of the judges, the Isla who aimsa, because they have fear of Rav Nachman. They know who Rav Nachman is, they know how Khashiv he is, they know how important he is, and therefore they're not going to trick him of Rav Nachman, the Safri Achrini. But if we're talking about other scribes with Rav Nachman, or Safri Daini Veinish Achrino, let's say we're talking about those same scribes, but with not with Rav Nachman, someone as important as Rav Nachman, Loi. So then they would not be believed, they wouldn't be trusted to read it and to read it accurately. Rav Papa Kihava Asi Parsa when there would some, come some kind of Persian document in front of Rav Papa, David Bar Shalkusim, if it was made in a Kuthai court, which is not a Jewish court, Mikri Luhu Kusim, What he would do is he would take two different Kuthites and he would have them both read it to him, not in front of each other, meaning unaware of the other person. But Mesiach in a way in such a way that uh, you know, an informal manner. If they both read the same thing, and now he understood what it said, so then he would be able to use it to collect from encumbered properties, which means something that was belonging still to the person who owes the money at the time of the loan. 
So even though he sold it off, it can still be used to collect. Amar of Ashi, Rav Ashi says, Amar li Rafuna Barnasan. Rav Huna Barnasan said to me, Hachi Amar Amimer, the following is what Amimer said, Haishtar Parsa, this Persian document, the Hasimi Aleh Sahadei Yisrael, but it's signed by Jews, meaning it was made by a Jewish court, says Rashi, and it was signed by Jewish uh, witnesses, however, it was written all in Persian. So we collect from it, we use it, we can use it to collect from encumbered properties. So the Gemara says, We don't know how to read it. We know how to read it. We need it to be written on a document that can't, that it's clear that it was erased or not. And usually the Persian documents are not. It's not, usually the Persian documents don't have this feature. It was indeed made in such a way that you can tell if it was erased. Behold, we need that it should be that at the end of the star, at the end of the document, they review the star, and usually the Persian documents don't have that. But the Mahadar, the Gemara answers, yeah, well, you did that. Of course, if everything's perfect, so what's, what's the novelty? The call lush and kosher. The answer is that a document that's written in any language is kosher. It's not a problem. Tanina, the Gemara asks, what do you mean? We have this already from the Mishnah. Get of Ivris, the aid of Yavonis. If let's say a, a divorce document is written in Hebrew, but the witnesses are Greek, Yavonis, the aid of Ivris, it's written in Greek, or the, and the witnesses are signed in Hebrew. Kosher, it's kosher. So we see that it can be written in any language. My answer is begitten. I would have thought that if it was from that Mishnah, we would only know that it's true in regards to divorce documents. Although Shar stars, but in regards to other documents, lie. We wouldn't know that Kamashmalan, that's why we need this statement. Let's say a guy gives to his wife a blank piece of paper and he says, This is your divorce document. Migurashes. The Gemara says, Shmuel says that she's indeed divorced. So here, obviously, she doesn't mean that she's completely divorced and she won't have to get another get. But if, if there's a divorce, and let's say the guy dies, so she cannot marry a Kohen, she can't marry a priest. Why? Because we assume that perhaps it was written in disappearing ink. And therefore, or it's written in, in, in ink that fades over time. And uh, so since it was originally written in a good way, and now it doesn't say anything, and nevertheless, it's still kosher. Or we have to be worried that perhaps it was kosher. Mesve, I'll bring you a question. And he takes it, what does he do? After he gives it or he takes it, and he throws it into the sea, or into fire. And any way of destroying it. And then he says, It was a different kind of document. It wasn't a document. It was a document that actually said that I owe you money, but it was a document that said, uh, in such a way, I just wrote this thing in order to make it look like she's very rich. Miguretches. So it's considered that they're divorced. Like call him and he doesn't have the ability to say that he didn't really give her a divorce document. He can't make her still bound to him. Why is it because he says there was something written there? If there was nothing written there, that would imply that it wouldn't be a good document, and that's not what we just said. The Gemara answers, no. When does Shmuel say his statement? We check it with special juice. Taisa says that this juice, you take it from the skin of a pomegranate, you get this juice out, and it has the ability to make this ink that has disappeared, make it reappear. So if the if something comes out, so then we know that there was something written there. If not, not. The Gemara says, "Vichi pallet my havi." What it was? So what if it comes out? Hashdehu the pallet. Only now has it come out, but when he actually gave it to her, there was no. It wasn't. It wasn't readable. There was no ink there, as far as we're concerned. And therefore, why is it a good document? The Gemara says, "Shmuel nami chashinan kamer." When Shmuel says that it's a good document, he means we have to be worried that it's a good document. Meaning why? Because we have to assume that perhaps it hadn't it had not completely erased when she received it, and therefore there was a good ksiva there. There was something written there, and therefore she was divorced. 
Ravina says that Amemar said to me, Hachi Amar Maremar, Mishmeda Ravdimi. This is what Maremar said in the name of Ravdimi. Hani Betray, two people, the Yahiv Gita Kamayhu, that the divorce document is given over in front of them, meaning they're Ede Mesira, the witnesses who watch it being given over. Tzrichi in the Mikriya, they have to read it. Mesve, we ask a question on this, Hareza Gitach, in a case where he gave over the get, from Natal to Vizarak to Liam, and he took it and he threw it into the, into the sea, Oila, or into the fire, the cold dove, or to anything that destroys it. Vachazav Amar Shtar Pasimhu, Shtar he says that it wasn't really a divorce document, Migurashes. She's nevertheless considered the, that she's divorced. Like, Kol Heimeno La Isra. So he doesn't have the ability to forbid her. If it's true that they have to read it, they, the Messiah, the ones who are giving it over, the ones who are there when it's being given over, if they already read it, then how can he say this? That we said that the cases where after they read it, so he stuck it in his pocket and they pulled it out again. We might have thought that he switched it. That's what it's coming to teach us. No, we don't assume that he switched, but rather the one that they read is the one that he gave. There was a case of a certain guy. He threw this divorce document, or what he claimed was the divorce document, amongst the jars in their house. She picked it up and she saw that it was a mezuzah. To find a mezuzah amongst the jars is not such a common thing. That's only if you found one of Abbe's shalash, if you found two or three, and all he had thrown is clearly one document. Since there was there were a bunch of mezuzahs there, obviously the fact that you couldn't find another get there doesn't mean that he actually threw a mezuzah, but rather there, all these mezuzahs were there already. He threw a get, and something happened where maybe a cat came along and grabbed it. Oh, so the Gemara says, no, maybe some mice grabbed it. There was a certain guy, the Al Lebe Knishta, who came to the synagogue. Shakal Sefer Torah, he took a Sefer Torah, Yahav Lelevisu, he gave it to his wife, Amar Lan, he said to her, Hagitech, this is your divorce document. Amar Yosef, Rav Yosef says, Lamayin Lechash, what do we have to be worried about? Lamayin Lechash la. Imishum Meimilan, if we have to be worried that perhaps he wrote on the back with something that got dissolved, in Meimilan al Gabi Meimilan. So a Sefer Torah has to be written in such a way that it's processed with with the, the gall nuts. And so therefore, if you're running with gall nut juice, so it's not going to be visible at all. It's not considered a good siva, good writing. E mishum krisus. We continue on chafam and aleph. If it's because of the fact that uh, the krisus, the isba, that the fact that the Torah actually has a parsha in the Torah of divorce, haba in of a kosav law, we need to be written for her. Lishma has to be written for for her name. Veleka, you don't have a chitim alechush dima actim v'yav lezuza lesafra mekara. And if you want to say when he when the sofer, when the scribe was actually originally writing it, so he gave him money to have in mind when he wrote those those verses to be thinking about this woman and, and himself. Haba inan shina shma. We need that the, you have to write their names in it. Shem ira v'shem ira, the name of the city, the name of the name of her city and his city. Veleka, and you don't have it. So clearly, this is not a good divorce document. Rav Yosef, my kamashmal, and so what's Rav Yosef coming to teach us? Of course, all these things are obvious. The main point of his statement is that if you have written with this gold juice, golna juice, and you write it on top of a document which was processed with golna juice, so that's not considered a good ksiva, it's not considered a good writing.